Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, Megan Thompson here. And uh, for those of you who are just catching me new to the group, I am a licensed clinical professional counselor, registered play therapist, and parent coach doing this for 10 years, helping highly sensitive parents of highly sensitive kids eliminate daily meltdowns in as little as eight weeks. And we think about what the focus is here today is, is really helping you guys eliminate those meltdowns, not just because you need to live more peacefully, because who doesn't, but also because the whole goal is to support your children in no longer feeling like they are bad kids, and eliminating the experience of intense shame for highly sensitive children and as a result for highly sensitive people. So we know that emotions are a part of life, right? And it's also true that there are patterns that create go-to emotions for us. What I wanna cover today specifically is the focus on understanding why you're getting stuck. And so the metaphor I'm I'm using today is the hurricane. This is the meltdown hurricane where it just feels like you're getting hit by this intense emotion, okay? So my daughter, some of you know, she's three. Um, She's somewhere on the sensitivity scale um, spectrum. And she had a meltdown this morning and we don't have meltdowns frequently. And um, what I wanna do is understand, you know, and when I say that, I mean, we don't have meltdowns frequently. It's it's probably for her um, once every other week at, at three. Um, and, and so I know for you guys, you're dealing with meltdowns on a daily basis or mon- multiple times a daily basis, um, half an hour to an hour. And it's a lot. It's, it's draining. And so um, it's very important to get a couple of things clear as we get started. You know, meltdowns beyond age four are not developmentally appropriate. Daily meltdowns are not developmentally appropriate for any age, um, and even multiple times a week, meltdowns are not appropriate for young, young children. And so we think about what a meltdown is. Some of you might call them episodes. Some of them you might call them outbursts, but it's, it's whatever it is, is your child's intense expression of emotion where they feel out of control and they're not able to help take in help. So choose the words, guys, but it's all the same your child's emotionally out of control and you don't know what to do to fix it. So what we're talking about here is noticing when you are in that hurricane and you figure out how to get out of it, whether you're in the eye of the storm and so you're watching it happen, but you're at least staying calm, or you go a period of a couple of days with no meltdown or, you know, through some miraculous way, experience a week without a meltdown, but then you get sucked back in. 
And so that might mean either by getting stressed out by it and so you're worrying and you're Googling and you're like, oh my gosh, this happened again. How do I get out of it? I don't know what's going on. But it's a cycle, guys. And, and in order to break a cycle, you have to build significant routines. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's very, very important for you as a parent to know that happiness is your right, your birthright. Joy, peacefulness is what you are worthy of in your household. And so without that in your heart, you're going to get stuck. And so we're going to talk about that today. So what I think a lot of parents get stuck with is really, really understanding that you are wanting to feel like it should be easy to get out of this emotional turmoil, this emotional cyclical experience for your child, um, you know, multiple meltdowns day in, day out, just sucking the life out of you, sucking just in general sucks, right? And if that's something that you're looking to get out of, it can feel like, you, you know, you hit the lottery when you have a couple of days with no meltdowns. And when that happens, you're like, yeah, got this, like, we're moving in the right direction. So you start having a party in your head or in your heart. And that's great, right? We want you to celebrate what's working well. And the, the challenge here is if you don't know what or how you got there, that's where your brain steps in and your heart starts to feel wary if another meltdown happens. And so I want to un help you understand how this works, how the body and the brain work, and why you need to get out of this cycle and, and what's keeping you trapped in it. And so we think about one of the patterns that I see so frequently with parents of highly sensitive kids is that you yourself are, are stuck on the seesaw of not knowing whether or not life should be easy, it's supposed to be easy, and the familiar, familiarity, blah, blah, it's late for me guys, <laughs> um, of thinking that life is a struggle. So. If you grew up feeling like you needed to be a hard worker, feeling like you, you know, you have to be type A, you have to get everything right, you know, you're driven, you're, um, you're focused on your goals, you, you want to run a, a, a household where, um, you know, things happen in an orderly fashion, not necessarily saying you're neurotic, I'm not getting there, guys, so, you know, <laughs> whoa, take a step back if, if that's where you're, you're thinking I'm going. But what I'm getting at here is understanding that if you identify as a regimented and um, uh, driven person who thrives on routine, who thinks, you know, who knows the importance of, of uh, being in charge, uh, of not creating your own chaos in life, then some part of you believes that life is supposed to be hard because this is what has you, you know, driving at your goals like it's... Um, just constantly unattainable. You're just constantly raising the bar and not ever really settling and, and celebrating what's working well for you. Um, compliments could be really hard for you to take in, especially if you're a highly sensitive person yourself. Um, it's hard for you to, to, to believe whether or not people are giving you genuine accolades. Um, even if you do get um, uh, acknowledged, oftentimes you're, you, you meet that with skepticism because some part of you believes that life has to be hard. And so when you start to see that you're out of this eye of the storm and, and you're out of the, the meltdown cycle and you feel like you're, you're trying to get your balance and, and your 
um, you know, by some fluke, by some luck, luck of the draw, you've, you've experienced a couple of days with no meltdowns, you start to feel like, oh, you know, this is easy, great. But then what happens? That other part of you feels like life is supposed to be hard and you got to hustle, you got to grind and you got to, um, you know, do, 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 and you got to be a good worker and you got to be, um, you got to keep things the way they need to be. And, and, and that's how you succeed in life. Well, it starts to doubt that life can be this easy. And so this is why you're skeptical. You're like, hmm, who's this Megan lady? I don't know who the hell she is. She's talking about life can be easy. She says that, that her clients eliminate daily meltdowns. And um, that's a little because a lot of you feel like life can't be easy. It's hard. And guys, you know, I'm, I'm pretty type A. It's, uh, it's definitely a struggle that I can identify with. Absolutely. And it's also true that if you're not relaxing and enjoying life, then you're perpetuating that belief for yourself because you just don't see that it's possible. And so if that's the case, then how is your kid going to believe that they can achieve their goals and not like die striving for them? I, you know, sorry for the morbidity, but but I, I'm blunt and, and part of the reason why you like me, right? So you got to understand this this thing here about why you're getting sucked back into the same turmoil of this meltdown hurricane that you're dealing with because sometimes you are in the eye of the storm you're seeing your kid melt down but you're not buying into it you're not yelling you're not trying to shut it down tell them suck it up you're not in a rush <laughs> some miracle maybe it's saturday and you got nothing going on who i don't know who has those saturdays but it's happening and you you have you know the, the ability and the, the wherewithal in that moment to, to chill the f out and and you're watching the meltdown happen. And sometimes, sometimes that happens because you're like zen. Who knows how you got there, right? Other times that happens because you're keeping the lid on the pot. It's a boiling pot and you're like, oh, I know that I'm not supposed to yell. It's just going to make it worse. I know that like grandma says to just spank and like that didn't work with me. And, and I'm never doing that to my kids. And I know that you know, the doctor says that I just need to use sticker charts or whatever. And um, that, that stuff doesn't work either. And so you're stuck. You're stuck in this eye of the storm, watching the meltdowns happen, trying to keep together, and not knowing how to get out of it. And so what does that do? It creates a feeling of being trapped. And it also creates resentment for your kid because you feel like you're stuck. I mean, you're in the middle of a hurricane. And you can't get out of there because you're going to get whacked, right? You know, or I don't know, taken up. That's, I was just about to say like Dorothy, but that's a tornado. I got the wrong metaphor. So what's going on here, guys, is that it's not working and you see it not working. And all you can do in that moment is just try to keep it together. And one of the big reasons why you can't keep it together for a long period of time is because you don't know what's working and what's not working in your routine, and so you fall off of it. We know children thrive on consistency and routine. That's nothing new. Um, you know, you're going to hear that from from every child development expert out there. So I'm not going to tout uh, that that's my idea, right? But what we are going to understand here, guys, is that without your own personal routine of managing your own emotions, without your own family's routine of managing emotions and keeping them playful, without the routine of helping your child learn how to calm down on a systematic way on a regular basis, your child's going to shut down. Your child's going to shut down or explode. 
and you're going to keep living in survival mode and you're going to keep feeling like you're walking on eggshells. And then when you have a fluke day, you're like looking at it like icing on the cake and not something that's sustainable. And so you fall back into that pattern we talked about where it's familiar that life is hard. And that sucks. And, and one of the other reasons why you're stuck is because you don't know how to assess what's working and why it's working. And so when you take a clear look at, at, at systematically auditing yourself, and I teach uh, parents how to do this in a more um, clear way in terms of what I teach and, and how to stay, ensure that they stay on track and, uh, and know what works and not fall off the, the, you know, not drive off the highway, take a detour and never get back on the road. Um, we can all take detours, guys, but when we get off the road and we just go straight, you know, different way, you're going to end up in uh, Colorado and you wanted to be going to Canada. And geography, I got like a, a 98 on my state's capital test. I remember that because I missed a line in uh, Mr. Lane's handwritten test. <laughs> it was working too fast. So I'm not going to go with the geography metaphor anymore <laughs> right now. But we know Canada's not Colorado, right? It's up further north than where you wanted to go. Um, or sorry, Colorado was not uh, Canada. And so you're going to go in the wrong direction. And if you're going in the wrong direction for too long, sometimes you might decide, well, you know, I guess I'm living in Colorado now and nothing against Colorado. <laughs> um, great skiing, right? And, and pretty hot summers, I hear. Um, which is awesome because I'm a summer baby. But what we're getting at here is understanding that if you guys want something particular for your family and you start changing your idea of what's possible because you can't get out of the meltdown hurricane, then that's not maturity. That's not growing up, you know, changing your perspective or, or like, oh, um, you know, like when I was um, first had my, my baby, we got to do all sorts of adult type things and, you know, just stuck her in the carriage, right? And like stuck her in the um, the carrier and she would sleep everywhere because she was little, right? And then you notice as your kid gets older, you can't have adult conversations in front of your child because they interrupt you every 10 seconds. And so you change your perspective on what's, um, on, on how to make your Saturdays enjoyable. That's not what I'm talking about, guys. That's not like... Um, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is conceding to what's normal for your household based on what you dreamed of when you chose to have kids. That, that's complacency. That makes a life not worth living and not to the point where you feel so overwhelmed that you don't want to live it, but that you don't keep dreaming and as a result your kid develops the pattern of feeling like they're not good enough because you gave up on your own dreams so why should they have theirs and I don't know about you but I definitely don't want my kid learning that lesson from me so recognizing that and knowing that if you're not staying systematic in your routines if you're not noticing that you are part of the dynamic for your household knowing that you guys are stuck and not knowing how to get out of it, then it's your turn, guys. It's your turn to decide to fix it. 
because it, there's a big difference between, you know, taking binoculars and looking at your neighbor's house and seeing how awesome they're having fun. And, you know, you wish you could be there too because your house, you know, your kid's flipping his lid. Um, and deciding to change how you run your household so that people are looking into your house and seeing how fun you guys are having, how much fun you guys are having. Um, and there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. You can't, you can't, once you start living in the moment and knowing how amazing it is, and, and you guys, you're dealing with daily meltdowns. It's not always awful. There are some cute, cuddly, snuggly moments with your kid. Notice that though. Notice the gap. Because if that's like a sliver of your, your, your day, I'm all about the metaphors today. If that slice of cake and your cake of life is tiny, cake's delicious, guys. Build a bigger slice. Do something about it. Fix it. Get on the phone with me. We'll talk about how to move out of the sense of feeling like you're just constantly getting hit by that hurricane and you can't get out of it. And into feeling and knowing and being certain that when your child starts to feel big emotions, you know exactly what to do to turn it around. You know exactly how to change it that day, not two weeks later once you talk to 700 people and try a new coping skill. That's not what we're talking about here, guys. We're talking about how to systematically change the way that you parent so that the very next meltdown, if your kid falls back into a meltdown pattern, likely because you fall out of routine, you know that you can turn it around that same day. Think about the freedom that that gives you. Think about, I mean, I even feel more relaxed in my shoulders. Guys, if I grew up like that, I wouldn't be, believe stress was normal for like, you know, half of my adulthood. I mean, I'm 30 something, so it's a bit of an exaggeration, but like a lot of my adult years were believing that life had to be freaking hard and, um, you know, pleasure, you know, pleasurable events and positive experiences were, um, few and far between. And so that made me into a very driven person, but also a, a person who, who, who yearned for more fun. And, um, you know, thank God my kid doesn't grow up like that. And, um, and, and that I knew how to fix it because it's, it's, it's no way to, to keep on going. Um, it's constricting, it's constraining. You feel trapped, you feel wrapped up like a, a mummy, uh, and, um, and then even when people want to have fun with you, you're like, let's poke holes because it's not going to last. And, um, and so you're doing that either in your head or, you know, calling it like you see it to your friends. And then they're wondering whether or not you're fun enough to stick around with. Um, and so either way, you're not living. And, and, and so knowing that, knowing that that's possible for your kid to grow up thinking that, that fun and, and playfulness and joy is, 
is um, uh, fleeting, is scarce. Um, that's a really hard reality to come into contact with. And I don't want that for you. And I know you don't want that for you. So guys, go ahead and book a call. Set it up so that you win. Set it up so that you know that you are doing everything you can to change this dynamic in your household and that you are not complacent to, to finding joy. Because, you know, aside from going to Zumba class, <laughs> which used to be like the highlight of my week, um, when I stopped going to clubs, because <laughs> that was also the highlight of my week in college, um, just to dance though, guys, uh, I was the DD, like, I was like, I'll round up anybody. Um, but, but you don't have to, you don't have to think of joy as like a carrot on the end of a stick while you're on the treadmill of life. It's no way to live. And, and, um, fucking sucks. And so guys get out of that book, your call. Um, let's move it so that you don't have to deal with thinking that you have to go one more holiday, feeling like joy is fleeting, feeling like your household is just keeping it together or holding it in. Uh, you should, you guys should be rolling into Thanksgiving excited, not just because there's a break from school, if your kids having school related meltdowns, but because you get to enjoy relaxation and you know how to enjoy relaxation and relaxation is a part of your family. So it's not necessarily a new thing that it's, it's just things you do in your household and, and it's, it's amazing and you keep it going. So, um, I really want you guys to get clear on that, to understand what it's going to take, understand what's in your way. We have to figure that out on the phone. And uh, go ahead and, and book your call, guys. We'll figure this out. So that's it, guys. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week. So be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in hearing more about how to eliminate the meltdown cycle, I invite you to check out our free masterclass where we cover the five steps our clients use to eliminate the daily meltdowns. You can register for the next training at meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. That's the number five S-T-E-P-S meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. Have a great day.